Welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel here with my dad. Hey, and I'm Rick. Glad you're with us today. Dad, I want to talk today about um, the experts, and I'm saying that in air quotes, the experts or the people that are in charge of this world, because uh, as an Enneagram type eight, which I recently learned I am, um, I always knew this about myself that for like, from an early age, they say Enneagrams don't trust the people that are in charge of the world and they feel like they've got to really watch out for themselves. And when I heard that, I was like, that's me. Like from age five, I started realizing the people that are running this school really have no clue what they're doing. Um, and again, some of it's just youthful arrogance, but sometimes eight see stuff that really, anyways, not, not enough about eights. My point with it is it got me in trouble a lot. And, but here's what was interesting about you. You would often say, yes, Joel, the people that are in charge may indeed not know what they're doing, but you cannot be disrespectful to them. And that was kind of the theme that you always taught me. You never qu- quashed my feeling like I, I saw something that was wrong, um, but you were always very, you, but you said, even if you see something is wrong, you've got to be respectful of the people in charge because of their position of authority. Now, this to me speaks volumes because we're in a time right now um, yeah, yeah. where like, for example, the, this coronavirus thing going with, yeah, this. the coronavirus <laughs> thing, the numbers have come in and like, yeah, this many millions of people are gonna die. Oh, well we've cut it back. And here's the challenge with the people in charge that are the doomsayers is, um, they can say whatever they want and like doomsday always wins. So when you predict the worst possible thing and then it gets better, you say, well, that's because you did what we said. So you can't win with somebody who's a doomsayer and people who are in charge are always going to tell you the worst possible thing, but sometimes they're very, very wrong because they're humans. So talk first of all about maybe what was your approach to me when I would say people have no clue what they're doing. Well, you know, the fact is that uh, a lot of times we don't, you know, we end up in a position and we're there and we're supposed to know what's going on, but many times we're just as ignorant I, I, first time I, well, I don't know, the first time I realized this, one of the times I realized this, I uh, was thinking about how I'd been in pastoral ministry for years and years, and yet still when I would analyze it, I'd think, boy, there's so much I don't know, there's so much I don't know. And then I remembered at one point in time that I was as old as a pastor who was, Pastor Warren Pearsall who was very influential in my life. I was as old as he was when I first met him. And when I first met him, I thought he had all the answers. He seemed to know yeah. everything. And I realized, I, I bet he was just as ignorant as I am yeah. now. Well, that's the way I'm now that I'm 40. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I really have a lot of questions about life. And the older you get, sometimes you have even more questions because you know more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, you know more reality of life. That's the problem. When you're younger, you don't even know the questions. Yeah. You, you think you got all the answers, but you don't even know the right questions yet. And so as you get older, you begin to realize, oh, wow, I, that may be true or it may not be true, but if that's not true, well, then what about this and what about that? And you just, yeah, really, um, what was that story of old Socrates where he went to the uh, Oracle of Delphi and the Oracle, oh, someone had said, uh, Socrates, the Oracle says, you're the smartest man alive. And the, or Socrates said, oh, that can't possibly be right because I don't know anything. And the man went back to the Oracle and he says, Oracle, oh, Oracle, Socrates says he can't be the smartest man alive. He says he doesn't know anything. And the Oracle responds, he's the only man wise enough even to know that. <laughs> you know, so anyway, yeah, the older you get, I think the, the more you realize, wow, I just, there's so much more to this and there's so much more that I don't understand. And, you know, when you're talking about those authorities, I mean, let's, I, I was just reminded of a thing called the Peter Principle. And 
having had some experience in education and principal of a school, I realized he uses a school example. Peter, uh, it's a book uh, by, I don't remember his name, last name was Peter. And uh, anyway, it was a big deal in uh, management classes years ago. Uh, the Peter Principle. Lawrence J. Peter. Here Lawrence J. Yeah. Peter, yeah. And um, he writes this whole book, and it's kind of sarcastic, and it's kind of funny. It's kind of an early Dilbert type of a thing, but it is so true. And he uses an example in schools because it works so well in schools that what happens is you've got this great teacher, you've got this great teacher, they get, they get promoted in teaching and teaching, and then all of a sudden it's like, this is an awesome teacher. We need to promote them again and make them an administrator. So all of a sudden they go from teaching to administration, and there's a total different skill set. yeah. And now they're an ineffective administrator, but they're, they're such a wonderful person and you put them in there. So you can't demote them back to teaching, which is what their skill set was. So what do you do? You move them aside. You laterally promote them and you put somebody else in there to actually run the school. And then they've got a higher position. Right. But, and so the point is the Peter principle says this people are promoted to their point of ineptitude. That's what it says here it, that people in a hierarchy tend to rise to their level of incompetence. Yeah. And when you reach that level of incompetence and you're kind of stuck there, but they laterally promote you sort of to get you out of the way. And it's funny, you laugh at it, but it is so true. Yeah. And you don't realize that people keep getting promoted until they reach a level to where, gee, I'm, I, this is over, I'm over my head. Yeah. And so many times people at the head of an organization really don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So they're, but yet they're in a role that, well, they must have gotten promoted because they're competent in that area. Yeah, they must know you something assume, about this. Yeah. yeah. And that's why the joke is, standing joke, is if you want to know something, go to the secretary. Right. Who works for the right, boss. Because right. he know, she knows the stuff. He doesn't, you know. So uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is what you were saying a second ago was, is the idea that you, keeping uh, humility, um, which obviously as a kid, I didn't have a lot of humility. I really thought I knew how the world worked. Um, but there is an element of, I think one of the challenges that I have with experts, the people that are experts, and then they, even if they get it wrong, I mean, it's the proverbial weatherman. Like oh, yeah. the weatherman gets it wrong all the time, but we keep listening to him. Like yeah. they, there's these experts that they, by the nature of their role, we keep saying, well, they must know. And, oh, they got that wrong. They, but like at some point, uh, an expert, you like you have to kind of humbly go, yeah, I got that one wrong. But you don't, we don't see a lot of that in this world, right? Uh, everybody's got to double down. And, and I mean, there's this humility element of, you know, you figure out a way to justify that the fact that you got it wrong. Nassim Taleb talks about that all the time. He says one of his biggest frustrations with government is the fact that they don't have any skin in the game. He's like a yeah. pilot. He's like a pilot's got skin in the game. If he gets it wrong, we're all going down with the ship. And he's like, but in governments, they've set it up in ways that if the, you know, even if the whole country goes down, they're going to be okay. And so he's like, you've got to have skin in the game if you're an expert. And when we create systems where you don't have skin in the game, it it creates this imbalance where we always look to the experts. But I just, yeah, anyways, thoughts yeah, on that? And the crazy part about that is you, you look to the experts and they're totally wrong. But the next time a similar situation comes up, guess who they go to? The experts. The exact same experts. Yeah. There's no accountability for past track record too often. Yeah, which didn't they stone Old Testament prophets who got it wrong? Uh, well, yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> fortunately, they, hey. they, in the New Testament prophecy changed yeah, a little yeah, bit, okay. so you can get it wrong all the time, and people Thank still you. go back to you. In fact, I remember when we were leaving Guatemala, we had some videotapes. This is the old days, videotapes, you know, and I thought... Beta 8 or v VHS? Yeah, VHS, and I was going to get rid of those, and I thought, man, I ought to listen to them, because several of them weren't even 
I thought, well, I might be throwing away our wedding here or something. I better better watch what these are. And I started watching this one. It was like this guy, a well-known preacher, and he was predicting this next year there's going to be a financial collapse and everything is going to fall apart. And I go, oh, my gosh, I need, wow, what? That's terrible. And then I checked it out deeper, and it was like a five-year-old video. And I go, darn, I missed the financial ah, collapse. <laughs> but he wasn't held accountable. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, on the yeah. next uh, TV show predicting his next prophecy. So, well, and the reality is, I mean, so there you can learn to, to a certain point. So here's another example that came to mind. Uh, we took our daughter in the other day. She's struggling with hives, and she had these hives for like a week, and so she was just not sleeping, not sleeping, not sleeping. And um, finally, I I took her to the doctor. But right before I went to the doctor, Kara called me, and she's like, "Hey, I've got there's this natural thing that we use for hives, and it works all the time." So I gave her this natural supplement. Right, literally within 15 minutes. The stuff that Benadryl, Zyrtec, Allegra, all of them couldn't take away was gone in like 15 minutes. So I get to the doctor and she's like, well, you just need to keep pumping her with Benadryl. And she's like, and she goes, she looks like she's doing better now. And I'm like, yeah, but we've been doing this for a week. And I was like, but we gave her these natural supplements about 15 minutes ago. And the doctor looked at me and she goes, we have not done any studies on, I would not be giving your child those things. We have not done studies on those things. And I'm like, stuff that works that you don't understand is way better than stuff you totally understand that doesn't work. Yeah. And so the experts, it's like, I get it. Like you, they want to play it safe because, well, that's what you do. You play it safe. Uh, but so many times that it's, there's other options out there that they yeah. just don't know about. And and so if you're trusting the experts, it kind of reminds me of something. When Remember when we were rafting the Grand Canyon, the first thing our guide said, he called us all together and he said, listen to me, everybody come here. Yeah. I need you to become an active participant in your own survival. Right. And that stuck to me. I was like, yeah. like, don't expect me to pull you out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the guide. Here's I'm I'm gonna do what I can, but right. you've also got to be proactive yeah. in leading your life and protecting yourself and keeping yourself from drowning. I thought yeah. that that's that's like a that's a lesson for life. Be yeah. an active participant in your own survival. And so uh, I was talking to our friend Sue and she said that too. She's like, Man, sometimes she's like, I know what the studies say. She's like, But man, I trust moms because they ain't gonna experiment on their kids. And if something works on their kids that they've used, um, yeah. then it you go with that. Well, you know, in this case, though, for example, we only know what we know. Yeah. And most of what we know, we only know because somebody else told us that. It's true. We don't really know it by experiential. So she had, she only knows what she has been told. Right. Her experience is very limited. I mean, on a worldwide scale, she may have been a doctor for years. And she was an amazing doctor. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I am so grateful for doctors. Right. But I just thought it was funny that she knocked this thing so hard. I, she was like, that is, I would stop doing that. That is dangerous. It right. hasn't been tested. Because again, all she knows is what she has been told or her limited experience. Right. And all of us, I mean, I don't care if you're, I'm 65 years old. I have limited experience worldwide right, yeah. on every topic. That was something you told me that one time. You're like, you, you don't need to feel dumb when somebody knows something more than you do because they just have spent more time working on that, but you know something more than they do, right? Right, yeah. And so all of us have a just a real thin slice of understanding of the world and things, even if that's your expertise. Yeah. And so... Um, Maybe even more so if that's your expertise because to become an expert, you've had to block out all sorts of other right. things and that's narrow true. in on that, yeah. which is how experts can miss it sometimes too. So if she's keeping up on the latest medicine, the latest medical... Yeah. The med- which I want her to do. I'm very do. grateful that our doctor does that. Yes. <laughs> but that doesn't give her time then to sit at night Googling... Chinese you know, natural medicine. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know, Where do I stick a pen in to make your headache go away? Yeah. You know, And so you only know what you know. And therefore, and you know, here's the other thing is what you're not up on, we are typically down on. 
mm. meaning up on meaning aware like yeah if, we, if we're not if we're not informed on something we typically kind of poo poo it and put it down you know it's like yeah. uh, you know so what you're not up on we typically are down on if i don't understand it and the thing is you know something is only superstition until i understand it mm-hmm. you, know, you know it's only magic until i understand let me put it that way that might be a better way of saying it. in other words if there's some sort of a medical ooh, if i mix these herbs together it all sounds spooky and weird until i understand that oh that leaf has this in it and that then it becomes scientific right which is stuff we use anyways in the yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so it's only mystical until we research it. it's like a magic trick you know mm-hmm. that's why i say magic because it's only how did he make that card float Oh, there was a string attached to a piece of wax. Oh, you just ruined to his ear. I know, I know. I just ruined it. You just ruined it. That's how I made that card float. It's still quite a skill. Yeah, but it's not magic. But it seems like it. Yeah, till you understand it. (laughs) So I I guess the point of 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 what where I was trying to get with this is the fact that when you're living your life, um, you have to be someone who really. I mean, we need to discipline in your own survival, but you also need to respect those who are in authority, but also realize they could be wrong. Yeah. Um, And, and I think this is where our our Christian perspective comes in too. When, you know, in terms of a math problem, I'm not really a math person, but I know that, you know, you're always solving for, for X, but if you don't know what X is, there's, there's like, and there's an infinite number of possibilities for X, right? Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes God is the X factor in in our faith element where, oh, man, yeah. I know the experts say this, but, you know, essentially one touch of God's favor, that X factor right. could change everything. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where Christians could be looked at as foolish because, you know, you, well, you've got this dumb, blind faith, right? Well, no, yeah. it's not dumb, blind faith. It's actually like... We've seen impossible things turned around, and you can't figure out an explanation for it other than the fact that it was God's divine grace and power coming in. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it is kind of weird that you believe that you hear, you know, that the God created the planets. You talk to him. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, that that's not weird. What's really weird is you think he talks back to you? Right. And you think a dead guy rose from the grave, and that's the guy you worshiped 2,000 years ago? Have you ever seen him? you ever talked to him? you ever... It is pretty weird. It is. It is pretty. Yeah. When you take the spiritual element and just look at it from a carnal, mental, material world, it's pretty weird. Which is where the experiential element talk comes back in that you were talking about a minute ago. I right. mean, a person with experience is never at the mercy of a person with a theory. He's like, well, that shouldn't have happened in theory. I don't. I know, but it yeah. happened to me, yeah. right? So that's where our faith comes, depending on remembering it i think remembering his faithfulness in the past in oh, yeah. so many ways yeah which could be a whole nother podcast topic right yeah that's what yeah. psalms talks about forget not his goodness and forget not the psalm 103 forget not his benefits he yeah. redeems your life from the pit yeah. yeah you know the thing about being respectful though is i mean that is just uh, you know we're we're that's a part of love i mean and so mm-hmm. you know we're called to love whether whether we agree with somebody or disagree with somebody we're called to love that person and that's just being respectful and so we can be respectful of you know, they understand what they understand. And, um, and that's where being even respectful of boy, it's a tough one, but even people we disagree with politically or people we are, who are very aggressive or, uh, even, even, uh, aggressive against the faith, you know, we're still called to love them. And, and so you can respect the fact that they just only know what they know. Right. And so, and part of the reason I didn't like jump on you here, we're going to jump into, we're going to slide over into parenting for just a minute. Is part of the reason I didn't jump on you is I saw that characteristic in you to be very questioning and be very uh, antagonistic toward 
Me, antagonistic? <laughs> toward everybody, frankly. You know, as I can remember many times that I was ready to just put you out of the car and leave you alongside the road somewhere and hope somebody loving would pick you up because I, I, I was at the end of my rope with you. Honestly, I, you were pretty much the only, you and mom were pretty much the only adults that I really trusted. Like, okay, and maybe you, I don't know. We, uh, I don't know, but sometimes I saw it and I'm like, dad, you're wrong on this. Yeah, there was, yeah. But you would be willing to admit when you were wrong too. Well, and maybe that's one of the reasons you had the trust there. You know, I figure why try and hide it? If everybody else knows you're wrong, yeah, you may as well yeah. admit it, you know, but not everybody believes it because they feel like they're going to undermine their authority, which I really think, and you seem to be testifying to that, that by admitting when you're wrong, you're actually substantiating your authority because everybody else knows you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're actually, what would I say, supporting or un- un- underpinning, strengthening your authority because people realize in fact the other day i thought i was so impressed i was watching something on the news and the military said we really botched that i know what it was yeah they brought those covid people onto the ship which wasn't supposed to be and they said we really made a mistake and i thought whoa somebody admitting they made a mistake an expert an expert that's the thing though is your word you're like well i'm gonna lose my expert status if i show i made a mistake because experts never get it wrong because everybody makes mistakes and so you realize oh my goodness they're just human and you realize this guy's human he's just not human enough to admit that he made a mistake right and he knows he made a mistake he knows you know so yeah i can't trust this guy in the future because he's lying to me right now so I, i i distracted you but you were talking about how the reason you didn't you worked yeah. super hard on me was well because i saw that as it, most of the characteristics in our kids that drive us crazy well most of them actually are because it's a reflection of us in some way and that's <laughs> why drives us crazy yeah, and you go, ah! um, but those negative traits i believe are a positive trait when it's matured and that's exactly what we're seeing here um is that that skepticism has allowed you to go into things to do things that maybe the experts would have said, well, you can't do that. You don't have the degree to do that. You don't have a certificate to do that. Who's licensed you to do that? Do you have any letters behind your name that say you can do that? And you just realized very early on that I can do this or I can at least try. It's like, I just go back to Peter walking on the water. You can't do that, Peter. Right. It's never happened before, but he did it. Yeah. And it, I think it was just because he was so impetuous that he just jumped out there and then he, <laughs> he realized, didn't have what time the to think heck about am it. Yeah. I doing? <laughs> this doesn't work. And so sometimes those negative things, that impetuousness, brings us to positive things. And so you don't want to crush that stuff in your kids. You want to channel it. Mm. Even those things that drive them crazy. Because I believe that every negative trait in all of our lives, really, this goes to all of us, in all of our lives, those things about you that drive you crazy. There's a positive aspect of that, that when it's channeled for the kingdom, it becomes a, a good thing. Yeah. Uh, let me give you an example, you know, like the, the kid that's sloppy and, you know, his room's a mess. There's probably creativity nestled in there somewhere. They do tend to be creative folk, those messy ones. Yeah. yeah. And so you need to channel that instead of always nagging on them about, ah, you know, you got to get this all. No, that's not who they are. And that's not who they are. Yeah, you know, I mean, clean, but yeah. But find out what that strength is. And that strength of yours, that that um, always fighting against the machine, you know, <laughs> rebelling against the man, you know. Well, I knew you weren't going to be led astray by the bad crowd or whatever, you know, because they were going to go their own way. They were either following you or, you know, you were going your own way alone. Yeah, that's pretty much the story of my life. Yeah. 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 And so that that's a positive thing. But every one of our kids, there's a positive that's being covered over it's like me you know i got six pack abs here 
I just keep them protected with a little <laughs> bit of fat, you know, because and it's the same way. Under, in all of your kids, underneath there, there's this positive strength that God has deposited in them as a gift. You just have to kind of get the fat away. You got to get the other stuff away. But don't squish that. Don't crush that. Yeah. Learn to direct it. Figure out what it is. And then encourage them in that. Let them know that you see that positive in them. And for yourself and for, you know, that works for friends too. I say it as parenting, but gee, for friends too, you know, with our friends, we can see things in them that oftentimes they can't see. Right. You can see the six pack under the flab, you know? Yeah. And so if you can encourage them in that and direct them and for yourself as well, apply that to yourself as well. Okay, God, what, it, you know, this is a thing I struggle with all the time. What's the positive aspect of that? How can I use that for the kingdom? Yeah. So in terms of respect for the experts and, like when to trust them, when to not trust them. That's a, I mean, that's a million dollar question. Yeah, I would, I would say, you know, you can default to, okay, listen to what they have to say. Um, I wouldn't always hang my hat on it, but listen, and, and it depends on different areas too. It depends on how much expertise or experience I have in that area too. Well, and like, so this is my, of course, this is goes to my natural bent. The crazier the world gets and the louder everything gets and the more media there is, I tend to not believe the mainline narrative. Well, that's true. The mainline narrative, I tend to go, the people in charge are not giving us an accurate representation of things. They're trying to protect something, um, yeah. which is a cynical view of things, right? Well, you could kind of say, though, the more somebody's screaming, the less you have to listen to them. It's kind of like when I get mail and when I get junk mail and it says, urgent must be opened immediately. I can throw that in the trash. That's right. <laughs> right. Because you know it's not urgent. You know? That's true. And there's the weight of the authority because like I got a letter from the IRS yesterday and it didn't have to say open immediately. You're going to open it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. even have a cute little logo on it. It's just no. like letters up yeah. there. You know? and, like, and then once you open the letter, there's no like, no hype. It's like, yeah. we have analyzed your da-da-da-da-da. You owe us that. There's a story told of uh, Winston Churchill who was, you know, just this great extemporaneous speaker. And I guess when you toured his house or something there was a mirror and in front of the mirror there was this worn place in the rug and everybody said that's where he practiced his extemporaneous speaking you know <laughs> like off the cuff this is going to be but he practiced it and somewhere in his notes there there was a little note off to the side where it said weak point shout <laughs> so the weaker the point the louder you make it and if people they, go yeah man and it, i hate to say it but i've seen that with preachers too you know if they just shout it man people go yeah and i'm thinking that doesn't even make sense right. you know? <laughs> but, but if you'll shout it, and if you'll say it with enough authority and guarantee you this is true so many people buy into it so listen to the volume maybe yeah may, uh, that's a good point so the louder the expert shouts i'm right listen to me maybe the more you should question it yeah because the reason he's probably shouting is he doesn't want you to hear that there may be other people with valid points who are contesting what he has to say. Mm. That's that's potent. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately today, yeah, and I that's true. Unfortunately, I mean that's the truth. Something like like sometimes the best books I've read, you've never heard of that person, but it's like I don't need to shout. Yeah. But th there's some great stuff out there that's just nobody's shouted it loudly to yeah. get our attention. Yeah, but that I mean that comes back to I have to seek out truth, even with the experts. You've got to seek out the truth. Um, yeah, and of course, with the first thing, and I mean some of these experts, it doesn't matter. But the first thing is you do need to go back to scripture. Here I go playing. I'm always the one playing the Jesus card, huh? <laughs> but you know, if the expert advice is contrary to biblical principles, then they are, you know, you know, they say an expert is just a former spurt. 
Yeah, and so um, he was a spurt. Now he's just an expert. And so um, if it's contrary to biblical principles, then you can go, well, you know, that, that makes really good sense, and that may be really logical, but it's not right. right. I don't know where the fault is. I don't know where the flaw is. I remember in uh, my master's degree in education, they were doing a thing where uh, we were in a reading class and the principles of reading, and they were saying, now this is true, we know this to be true, and so this is true, and this is true, and this is true, and I'm following along these five steps of logic, and when they get the end, they said, so obviously teaching kids to read using phonics isn't a good way to teach kids to read. And I'm going, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, okay, what? wait a minute. I know phonics is the is the proven, tested, it's always worked, will work, nothing on all these other goofy things you're trying don't work somewhere in there i don't know where i followed it all five steps along the way but one of those was flawed i don't know which one but the ultimate conclusion was wrong yeah and so, so that's, mean, that's why good. we get into so many goofy things but was that kind of a gut instinct from you or was it because of your education i knew i i just knew i was in a school where they were teaching phonics and, and i i knew that hooked on phonics has worked for everybody <laughs> it's worked for ages yeah. and all the things that other you know and i knew they'd tried some other things and you know i'm a product of modern math you know um, when I was in my education courses, they were saying, now we tried this and it didn't work. And I'm going, wait a minute, that's exactly the way I was taught. You know, I was one of those products of that. I was in a very progressive school system in the Midwest. And now they're saying it didn't work. Oh, now they realized it didn't work. And I'm well, going, there you well, go. You've got an excuse why you're a victim. Thanks Dad. a lot. Yeah, I know I am a victim. And I'm that's a victim why. of bad math. That's right. And so I had to go back and retrain myself. I mean, I really did. It was amazing. Now, I did have an old old-timer math teacher for my multiplication table so i did learn those okay but addition yeah i have to use i still use my fingers so in kind of summarizing all of this there's nothing wrong with questioning the experts in fact it might be the wise thing to do oh, always always question is there you yeah, know a where, proverb says a foolish man believes everything yes so that's what i was hoping you'd pull that one out yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean you just don't blindly, and the problem, and here's the problem I think is that this is the big problem in our country right now is we know who's on our side politically or whatever, yeah. and so we trust them. So if it's, well, if it's coming from X outlet, it's got to be true. Well, if it's coming from X outlet, it's got to be true. And, oh, well, those people, that's on, they're on the other side. There's no way that's true. That's fake news, right? Yeah. And what happens is we get into these bubbles where, um, we start to belittle the other side and then you can completely miss the fact that that expert on the other side expert again in air quotes yeah. might actually have a corner on something that your export might be right ignoring. this time yeah. yeah 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 it is and and it, it's really difficult too because as you say you get into a bubble and you really we're so on edge about these things politically particularly yeah. or not all of us but many of us are that if you even try to present something different than all of a sudden just something inside you rise. I was talking to a friend the other day. He's a can, our Canadian friend and he's got a little different perspective on things than I do. And I just wrote to him and I said, you know, I really appreciate your perspective on it because I know you view things differently than I do. And I find it so hard to find anybody that I can talk to rationally. Right. Cause they'll get up and screaming and yeah. As soon as I say, well, where, how did you come to that point? They go, well, you're an idiot. You right. must be a racist or a fascist or a whatever. Yeah. You know? And they just start calling names instead of saying, well, here's how I came to that conclusion. I go, hmm, okay, I can see that. That may be right. It may be wrong. You may have decided phonics isn't a good way to teach. I still disagree, but at least I can respect the fact that, okay, you did think that through. Right. It's just something you pulled out of a hat somewhere. And if we could have some discussion like that, but 
which is where you can get with the experts too. You say, man, I, that person clearly knows their stuff on this, but I don't agree with the conclusion they came to. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh, it, and it doesn't mean that you're, but here's the thing is we use, we yell at people like, well, you're a fool for not believing the experts. Well, you believing the expert completely, a foolish man believes everything. Yeah. Yeah. So really it is dangerous to just completely throw your hat in on any expert. There's always something they've probably missed. And you know, here's something that has helped me a lot too. And this is mind blowing, but I found out I don't have to have an opinion on everything. <laughs> wow. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know. Yeah, but really what if know. somebody asks you? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm really not educated on that particular thing, you know? And, well, yeah, but what do you think about it? Yeah. It doesn't matter what I think because I don't know anything about it. And so, uh, why? but, you know, eventually you've got to, we, we'll come out with something. Yeah. I mean, you could ask me my opinion of nuclear, I can't even pronounce it, nuclear physicism. Phys- physic. No, isn't that phys- fission? I don't know what it is. Fusion. For, fusion we'll, we'll pick fusion. that yeah, one, you know, because I don't know anything about that either. But I could give you an opinion. I, I think it's pretty important, probably. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And so it doesn't, you know, opinions are kind of like belly buttons. Everybody has one. They're usually not too attractive, and they're usually best kept covered up. So <laughs> we all have one. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I it's an, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting topic because we all want to believe that there's somebody in charge that knows what they're doing. Um, but the fact is there's only one person in charge. And, well, God himself is the only person that's in charge that really knows what they're doing. And we all, doing. we all see through a glass darkly. We've got glimpses of it. And that's why it's so important to, I guess, really be open to experts on both sides, but recognize that ultimately they're probably going to get it wrong. Yeah, and if you have doubts about that, go back and read a science book from 20 years ago. Right, right. Or a medical book from 50 years ago or 10 years ago. And and we're grateful for people that are doing their best to stay up on the most recent knowledge because, I mean, we're thankful for that. Like, I'm so thankful for those doctors that are always studying. But you also realize that um, there may be an X factor, like we talked Mm -hmm. about, that they don't don't see or they don't realize. The the problem is, is when we believe that the present truth is the ultimate truth. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem we've had with science. This is the ultimate truth. This is the ultimate truth. Oh, wait, we found something new. Now we have a new ultimate truth. <laughs> no, we're all still just learning. We're all still growing. We know a few things, but they could even be wrong. Truth doesn't change. It's just our understanding of it needs to continually be developing. If you liked what you heard, please consider sharing this with a friend. For more information, visit joelmalm.com or rickmalm.com. Thanks for listening.